Okay, here we are on Backstage Pass. I'm Natalie McCool, and I am joined by White Horses, this mysterious collective. We have the brainchild here, Dom. Uh, hello. Hello, Dom. So, Dom here, you are kind of like the brainchild of this outfit, so could you just give us the lowdown on White Horses, what this project is about? Well, it began, when did it begin? About, f- about five years ago. I can't, I can't remember now. About five years ago, it was just... Started off as a little daydream, little idea that, well, I had this little vision of this. These, I sound like a broken record because I talk about this all the time. But about these, these Mexican, this Mexican church with these girls playing this, this, this sort of mu- this, this type of music that was kind of like an amalgamation of everything that I liked. Um, and then it just became like a bit of an obsession to try and make it reality. So we started, you know, got together me. And then Ali and Owen kind of got together and started to try and, you know, flesh out these song ideas. And it kind of went from there, really. Yeah, because Ali was playing me a few of the, um, your previous projects' songs, and, and some of them were kind of, like, reincarnated into yeah, yeah. White Horses, there's, which there's I thought was dead interesting. Yeah, it's good that, in a way, because those, those, uh, those, like, there's a thing we did before called Justin Velour, and it was like a sort of fake... I thought that would be a really good French DJ name, and that was what I came up with. Maybe isn't that good? Yeah. Justin Velour, yeah. <laughs> French DJ name, and um, the um, the songs on that were kind of they're almost like a sort of platform to do this. Or they were kind of like a like a testing board almost. Yeah. I think it's just try- I was getting out. I was getting all my house kind of because uh, I used to be really into house when I was really young. I used to work in a record shop buying house records like for the shop, like, importing them from Italy and America. So I got all my house sort of stuff out on that record and then just focused on songwriting, got more into songwriting. And I started, uh, we worked a bit with uh, Jez, Jez Williams from Doves, and he kind of was quite pivotal actually in getting us, getting us reco- our recordings done. Without him, we probably wouldn't have got off the ground with it. So got a lot to, I got to be thankful to Jez really because... Mm. He he's a, yeah, yeah he's, he's a well-known name, isn't he, and in, in mm. the northwest kind of scene. Yeah, yeah, he's, and he's 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 like a he's a brilliant guitarist, and he's, he was you know doing a bit of production just mainly from sort of his studio at home. So I spent quite a lot of time around there, just sort of, and he showed me loads of you know showed me the ropes really, just what to do in terms mm. of help me help me a lot because I was just coming at it from like a sort of. You know, like a sort of magpie mentality. Just tried. I was just gathering, always gathering like my favourite sounds, and like, oh, why doesn't something sound like this? And you know, why does that song have that middle eight? It shouldn't do that. And I was always really pissed off because I couldn't, I couldn't like, you know, you, you, you know, I, I just couldn't fulfil my ideas. I just, I was always like DJing and stuff and putting out records, and it was really got in, in the end, it was just dead frustrating. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about uh, a bit about the gig we've got coming up on. Which is Thursday the 13th of September. I'm, you know what? I actually <laughs> really can't wait. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it, it's so funny because th- this podcast, just for people listening, it's called Backstage Pass and it's about people, just various awesome people within music, but on a kind of wider scale as well, um, who I kind of know and work with. So I've been yeah. kind of singing with White Horses f- since like May. Um, and it's just a wonderful big collective of people. There's actually 10 of us normally on stage, but obviously at the, this gig that we're doing at South Bank, it's going to be a bit of a bigger production. So um, just tell us a bit about what we can expect at the gig, because there's some crazy stuff you've got yeah. planned. 
Well, there's like little, oh, we always try and have a couple of little tricks up our sleeves, but mainly it's the idea Don't of Don't want to give too much away. No, I can't give anything just away. Give really. us an idea. No, well, <laughs> it, it, it mainly it's about sort of, see, you know, sequencing visuals and music together into something that's hopefully better, you know, than some of its parts. Not that our music doesn't, isn't good enough, but mm. like just to, I think it's really important when you know, like with any good film or TV or anything, when when you get a visual that works with music and it has that kinetic sort of join to it, and kinetics and sonics work together to that to to they can they can just bring something out either that not you know like than a visual or music on its own wouldn't do, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's just like whereas put a lot of effort into thinking about I, I I personally put a lot of effort into thinking about how I'd feel in the crowd, you know, like and that's that's what I'm really interested in is like what how would it for I do the to audience? excite myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how you know, that's the only way I can sort of motivate myself is to think like what was it what if I was in the crowd? Yeah. What would I really like to see at a gig? And you go to a lot of gigs and it's just like after the song three you're just bored shitless, you know. <laughs> And it's just, <laughs> right, there's another song. Even if it's a really good band you like, it can become, you know, yeah, just, yeah. It, you drag, like, and yeah. after half an hour, it's just, just, wish you just want to be at home. Yeah. With a pot noodle it's or something like that. It's, r- it's really interesting, like, the, it's almost like wanting to pull people into your universe, isn't yeah. it? As what you, what you do as a band or, like, an artist. Like, I've been thinking about this a lot for, just, just, like, when I go and see other bands or thinking about my own project. Like, I've been doing this uh, workshop uh, in the EU and there's some French musicians on it. And when they're translating into English, they talk about it as the, their universe. Yeah. And I just think that's such a brilliant like term should to be, put it. Should be, it as well, yeah. Because, be. yeah, when you're reading about music, it's like mm. people talk about your like what is your world. But it's kind of bigger than that. It's like it is a universe. It should be you, it and mu- you know, like everything should be, you know, if you really, I think the true sort of artists in music or any sort of field, that they, uh, you know, they search for that sort of truth within themselves, or you know, not something, you know, mystical. They do, you know, it's like look at people like John Lennon. You know, always like towards the end of his career, he's just like he's just like right, I'm just going to write about myself because that's all I know. Yeah. And not, in, in, and not not all the sort of fabricated, like you know, put yourself in this position of the third person and whatever else. Yeah. So, but you know, there's there's not enough of that now that I don't think where people. Are really saying who they are and yeah. how they feel too much. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of planning of a song, you know, plan how you can get on the radio and mm. it's kind of like there's just, you know, it's, there's a lot of, um, it's, it's treated like a business a lot of the time. Where yeah, th- like <laughs> I haven't really, I don't know, because to me when you're making music as a band or an artist, it's like, you are responsible for creating the whole experience, like, and that goes through fashion, mm. you know, visuals, like, even like politics mm. and like cultural references, which I think is really special that White Horses creates that on mm. stage because yeah. not a lot of other bands do that actually. No, and it's like, I think we we try and just not to. I think it's like some bands, obviously, there's a lot of bands now who, uh, you know, who, who do the political shtick as well, and it's. That's that's all well and good, and there's, there's enough of those bands. We, we we don't need to be overly political, but obviously, some of our, some of those some of your you know your ideas about life and you know mm. and politics do do feed into it and get in there. But it's all about the kind of melodies, really, like with white horses. And then you know if you can fit in your some of your you know it's how the words sound that's important to us anyway. Not 
particularly as much what they say. Yeah. To a degree. Can I just say I absolutely love the fact that you start the set with um, a David Lynch <laughs> <laughs> reference. Yes, like every time I hear it, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like as a fellow David Lynch fan, like how, I don't know, what, what do you love most about David Lynch and how does that feed uh, into White Horses then? We were talking about that before, weren't we? About that. It, David Lynch, he, he, he's another one who's got an f- absolute universe like of, of his own. It's just... Yeah. He's a... It's just like, yeah, he's, he's just unforget, you know, um, unrepenting, like unre- sorry, unrepenting, unrelenting. I mean, yeah. You know, just he just will never stop till he just gets to that point of like finding his his sort of truth as an artist. He's just dead brave, mm. dead ballsy, and like you know that last the last series of Twin Peaks really inspired the the last record. Like ah, the okay, record. didn't yes. know that. So there's one bit in in Twin Peaks. I was really struggling with writing lyrics, particularly at the, at the time for the record, and then nothing was inspiring me at all. And then Twin Peaks came back on TV, which was like fucking you know, a massive thing for me. Anyway, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I was I was just beyond excited. What I like the most is that he he did it like in 25 years. We're gonna do another series. Yeah, it's just like just, <laughs> just, love just that. the idea behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was just, it was absolutely, you know, it w- the first two episodes were ter- like terribly hard work and you had to stick with it as, and just know that it was going to get good. And uh, and it got, um, it just became incredible. It got to like sort of episode eight or something. It just, it was just, you know, it was worth the wait. Mm. But um, there was one, I was really struggling for lyrics and sort of ideas and in writing the last record. And then there was a couple of bits that some I got I just got really inspired by that that episode. So every Monday I'd watch it, you know, record it and watch Sunday night it was on like dead late. So I just watch it on Monday morning and it set me up for the week. Like an hour of David Lynch in the morning. It was just for some reason it just <laughs> Everyone needs that. It was just like I, <laughs> and I, in the I, I, I wouldn't have been able to write the record without it, honestly. Yeah. Gen, you know, genuinely couldn't have come up with and some of the, there's some lyrics on there that are just which ones from can it. you please tell me so I can go home well, and yeah, analyse it like straight away? Don't <laughs> die yet at the end of counting down the years is just yeah. It's the little fella going, don't die yet, don't <laughs> die yet. So, so, so ah, it's just, okay. you know, it's just taking... Got a light. <laughs> yeah, exactly, got a light, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, he's he, he almost made it on it. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's he called? The t- what was his name? The, uh, I can't remember. It's like the Tar Man or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the strange people. Yeah. That's amazing. It takes I'm, I'm the radio Because the first album started more in the studio, but this one is just, yeah, as we, you know... Me, Ali, and Owen would be bashing away, like, you know. Sounds a bit. (laughs) 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 Disclaimer. No, we'd be, uh, you know, we'd be working them out. Yeah. At around Owen's at the back of his house, like, just (laughs) in a studio at the back of the house. (laughs) Yeah, we always, like, get together and uh, we'll just sort of think about the drums are, like, really important. So it's always, we're always trying to get the drums, the drums, aren't we? Just to get, get, when we try and dawn, don't you cry, just to get that, that, Little, that little phrase on the the phase drum on it. On mm. the, on the, the can't remember which bit it. Yeah. Tech talk, Caught guys. It. It's all the way through, <laughs> isn't it? It's just like no, it's dead interesting. Please tell us more. <laughs> when we started, like no, I couldn't even play guitar at all. A lot of people write words first, you know. It's like or, or they try and fit the words, you know, over just instrumentals, and it's just. That's cheating, really, because it's just all melodies first. Stone Roses are the masters of that, weren't they? Because yeah. they're, they're all melodic. They're all melodies. 
Ian yeah. Brown's a master of words, though, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. like yeah, him and Squire—they both did it together. I think they yeah. wrote the lyrics. Well, what I noticed about um, a lot of the songs are the, especially in Empty Words album, really strong themes of like, like growing up and realizing you've not kind of done everything you want in, in your mm. life, and then there's a whole mm. other um, different theme is that influencing the next generation like mm. for example fake protest song mm. i don't know where, where where's your head at with that is that yeah. conscious or yeah yeah definitely i think it's like i just honestly just try and write what's around me like and that's that's all like lennon like someone like lennon would say you just you know you, you only know about yourself and how you view things you know what i mean so yeah. Whereas, you know, probably guilty of trying to, on the first record a bit, was trying, I was tr I was trying to kind of maybe put a, do a bit of third person and that sort of thing. But this one, it's just genuine, it's just how I feel. That record is, Empty Words is how I feel about that. Doc it's a document of how I felt last year, you know what mm. I mean? Like, sort of there forever. I might sort of become, you know, more of an optimist or less, or more of a pessimist as I get older, do you know what I mean? I don't know. But I think the, like, trying to get, I always w there's a few little ideas that I, I, I had as well. Was like I always wanted to do a really nice sort of really romantic song with like with a swear word in it, and that's never took the never took <laughs> yeah. time. So take that one off. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like that bland life, but underneath you're like fucking fucking. It's like it perfectly it's encapsulates like, that frustration. And, you know, if you think something, there's like there's there's a million other people that think that yeah. same thought. So there's no you know, you know I think. I'm not. It's not. It's not trying to be overly clever or anything like that. It's just. just it's just being. You know. It's pretty honest, really. I think mm. this. This record. That is sincere. And things like fake protest song. That was. Um. I'd wanted to do that song for ages. I had that title for ages, and I had another song like little idea. I think it came from. Um. I was listening to. Uh. You know, happiness is warm gone mm. by the Beatles. Mm. You know, I, I think I was listening to that. I was sort of singing along to the end of it and just sort of trying to fit those words around it. Then just over time, I had a different tune, and it started to. And that's what sometimes those songs can take like three years to do or something because you just start, it germinates, and just. Mm. What's the word? It's sort of. Uh, I think germinates is a great word. <laughs> germinates, great, is that right? great images there. But just like, uh, <laughs> it's like when you put something in the, fri in the freezer, and like you freeze something. Yeah, yeah. All the things just. It hibernates and then yeah, it's yeah, out exactly. again. Yeah. Yeah, but fake protest song as well. That that was the, that was definitely an important one to get out because to write about those little you know the nuances of the day room. It couldn't it couldn't be written like ten years ago that song. Mm. So and it's 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 obviously pretty relevant. And there's little good little symbolism and imagery bits in there that are quite subtle. Pretty pleased with. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of orchestral stuff on Empty Words as well, like lo mm. lots of string yeah. arrangements. Is that something, I don't know, because it's quite different from the first album, mm. which is a lot more guitar yeah. kind of bass, Qu I we think. We couldn't afford strings in the first record. <laughs> yeah, really? Because like, <laughs> this time, like, I just every I mean, string, you know, every song. Yeah. But no, last time we tried to make songs that sound alluded to, you know, how strings made you feel with other instruments that you could kind of like, you know, like hazy sort of synths and things like that. and. Putting, you know, when I've listened back to the, some of the separates of the first record, there's lots of mad stuff going on underneath them. You just don't hear it at all in the uh, in the in the final mix. Yeah, pretty the, the bonkers some of it. And then, uh, but yeah, the string arrangement side was definitely that was like you know it was like it was a challenge almost to sort of think right well, how do we um, 
I always love those records like Glen Campbell, like you know Galveston and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and that particular sort of sound with the strings. Um, and again, there's, there's some some people do it these days, but not to kind of my taste really. So it's like just like, let's let's just get into that and yeah, gonna do my own five songs and <laughs> five. So we can sort Absolutely. of afford to do five tunes. You know what I mean, like with strings, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, awesome. I just want to come back to the uh, the show on Thursday. Um, so on the poster, if you have a look, there are some big names on there. But there's going to be some surprises as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Uh, we've got so we've got LaRue, we've got Badly Drawn Boy. These uh, are the of the official ones. The official ones, yeah. Mm. Melanie from Nouveau Vague. Uh, who wants to see? You probably know better than me. The kids from St. Bart's Choir, they're going to sing. Yeah, the ki- I want to talk the about kids. the kids. I've yeah. yeah. How, d- how did you get them involved? You just did an album with a kids' choir. We did an album with them, yeah, like last year. St. Bart's Choir. Ago. We got them to re-record the first record, just do a whole, they re-record the whole record with their music teachers and the headmaster. Bloody hard workers, actually, I must have. Yeah. The headmaster, he's called, he's called Charles and he's he gets them into shape, that's for sure. Um... But it was all inspired by this old this, this old record called Langley Schools Projects, and it's it was something from the seventies where this teacher got his uh, got his pupils to record things like you know, Ziggy Stardust and Long and Winding Road and songs like that, and he just took loads of standards and did these kids' versions. They were just dead, you know, dead charming, and they sounded some of them were better than the originals. The way they sort of did really stripped back arrangements, but dead in innocent and just, just yeah. incredible. Trying to play and the, the music sounded great as well. It's just you know loads of sort of this glockenspiel and sort of marimbas and stuff like that. And yeah, triangles and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So back to the show on Thursday. I just want to ask you something really funny, Dom. Um. Would you ever think about getting the audience involved? Definitely not. No. <laughs> really? Oh, I thought you'd be <laughs> up for that. Maybe, um, I don't know, in some yeah, weird, no, weird if way. Yeah, no, pick, pick ten of them and sort of do some sort of experiment on them. Put some hel- yeah, VR sets that. on them and we push them over the edge. Yeah. Talks about doing stuff like the smell, you know, like, but just too lazy to follow it through. But just like the idea of having those. I think Shay mentioned, like, doing, she, you can get, like, refreshers perfume and stuff like that. Yeah. So having that sort of thing, like, where you have sensory things, you know, Yeah. Make it fully immersive. I, d- I want to do the, the whole sort of, you know, people bringing out ice creams and stuff like that. And, and, and the, those, what they call yeah. those, what are those things called? The hangy things that you sell ice creams from, I hangy guess. Things, the hangy <laughs> things. <laughs> All that sort of Not stuff. Not boobs. <laughs> the, other, the other hangy things. <laughs> no, I honestly can't wait. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, we're, all, we're all looking forward to it, aren't we? Yeah. Lots of getting these rehearsals out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, we are in a sweaty rehearsal room right now. And we turn the aircon off and we're here and it's like half ten and we're like, oh, we're in rehearsal. But um, no, it's going to be definitely worth it. Yeah. I just want to do a silly, silly thing to finish off. Um, it's a game that I do with every podcast called Mince or Mints. Mints? Is in mincing around? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> Dom. I'll tell you. <laughs> right, so I'm going to say the word mince. And you have to decide whether I mean mince the sweet or mince the meat just by how I've said it. You ready? Okay, go on. Mince. The meat. Yeah, got it in one. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Woo!
if you're in the London area, please come down to the show on Thursday. It's at the Royal Festival Hall in South Bank. And you can expect an absolutely mental extravaganza with loads of mad shit going on. To put it mildly, <laughs> hopefully. Yep. With a children's choir and some of the best music luminaries in recent years. So, including White Horses, because we are fucking awesome so yeah thank you Woo. bye bye and now just to finish off i'm gonna play um i'm gonna play one of my favorite white horses tracks i think and this is a track from the new album empty words which will be playing most of the tracks from on thursday's gig so please get down to that um this track is called fear is such a and this is white horses thanks so much for listening fear is such a strange little 